Omagyanatimirandasya Gyananjana Salakaya Chakshur Militam Yenatas Meshi Gurave Namaha Arjunulam Bitabhujo Kanagavadatu Sankitanai Kupituro Kamalaya Taksho Vishwamboro Dvijaboro Yugodharma Palo Bande Jagat Priyakaro Karunabhutaro He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandhu Jagatpate Gopisha Gopika Kantara Raganta Namostude Tapta Kanchan Gudangi Radhe Vrindavanishwari Vishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriye Shri Guri Vashnav Guru Parampara Ki Jai Hari Nam Prabhu Ki Jai Gaur Bhaktavinda Ki Jai So we are discussing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Shikshastakam for some days now. We've discussed the first three verses, so tonight we're coming to verse four. In these prayers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, appear in the last chapter of Chaitanya Charitamrita, the very end of Krishnadas Kaviraj's <coughs> narration of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela, in which we find the most uh, comprehensive and developed presentation of his precepts. And it's significant, of course, as we've been discussing, that these prayers are found here at the very end of Chaitanya Charitamrita, because in one sense, the life of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the manifest leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, is um, for the purpose of teaching us how to um, pursue the ideal that he himself came to, that he is about. He is about the existential crisis of Krishna, in which he questioned his own... Uh, position as the king of love, Rasaraj, <clears throat> seeing the extent of Gopi and Radha's love, he wondered what was his own position. As he, he didn't know, that, had no experience of the measure of that love. So this, in a sense, was a crisis for him. This is uh, in eternity giving birth to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance, <clears throat> an encore appearance. Uh, after Krishna's appearance. And in the midst of that, tasting that, he's teaching all of us. In one sense, his lila is sometimes referred to as acharya lila. So it is God as the acharya, as a devotee, teaching us how to be a devotee. And so from the very beginning of his sankirtan in the house of Srivastakur, coming outside at the at the really in, in reciprocation to the heartfelt desires of those who sat outside and didn't try to force themselves in, but wanted to participate nonetheless, came out, Hariharai Nama Krishna Jadavai Namaha, began his Sankirtan and preached widely and 
here, in, and this is all recorded, of course, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, and at the end he's retiring at the, uh, with the permission of Advaita Prabhu in Puri to use Sridhar Maharaj's language, whose disappearance it is today, and whom we talked about considerably this morning, to begin his heart service, hmm? his bhajan, uh, internal life. And so all of this uh, is... Uh, through his example, teaching us how to enter into the kirtan at Sangam, or how to taste the Brajlila. And so, here at the very end, Mahaprabhu is speaking to Rai Ramananda and Sarup Damada, and through the pen of Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, this shikshastin come, comes out in, in order. And um, in effect, it is a vision of Thakur Bhakti Vinod, and as I mentioned, others. Um, may have written commentaries on Shikshastakam as well over the um, centuries since the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but I'm not familiar with them. <clears throat> Bhakti Thakur has, uh, it may be unique, uh, uh, given the idea that the Shikshastakam of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu reveals the Brajalila. Why? Because it reveals the the, the practice, the bhajan, by which that Leela is revealed. And so he has discussed it, he has written about it, explained it <clears throat> in terms of a progression of teachings. And we've been um, discussing the Chaitanya Charitamrita in light of that understanding of Bhakti Manod and elaborating on that uh, considerably. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh, uh, interesting and compelling to think how here now at the end of his whole Leela, which is to teach us how to enter into the Brajalila, he's giving instructions in eight verses how to do so as well. So very important verses, very deep meaning, and they've been occupying us now for several days, and um, it's been very um, purifying and edifying experience for all of us, myself included. The first verse, to give a, sh- a brief uh, review, um, Mahabharata seeks to awaken faith in Krishna Nam by reciting the glories. So many, uh, there are unlimited, but a number of the glories of Nam Sankirtan. <clears throat> and this is the beginning of our devotional life, Adho Shraddha. And this is our eligibility to tread the bhakti marg. Faith. And what is that faith? Param vijayate shri Krishna sankirtanam. And this statement is the same as what Krishna has given in the Gita. Sarvadharman puritya maamikam saranam braja. We often think of this verse of the Gita, concluding verse as it is, to be the sometimes thought of as the end of devotion, but it is actually the beginning. Sharanagati and Shraddha are synonymous in many respects. Shraddha, faith, means param vijayate shri krishna sankirtanam, that exclusive, param in this sense means exclusive. And let there be exclusive chanting of Krishnanam. Only Krishna, only the chanting of uh, krishna sankirtan. This, let this be the uh, preoccupation of everyone. Let this be the only path. 
param vijayate shri krishna sankirtan after reciting a number of the glories he says param vijayate shri krishna sankirtan such is the nature of this uh, krishna sankirtan that all other paths should uh, uh, are um, pale in comparison to the, the illumination that can be derived from krishna sankirtan so in effect he's saying no other path hmm? have faith in this hear the glories of sankirtan occupy yourself only with this nothing else no other dharma sarva dharma purityaja and mami come sharanam braja take shelter in me alone krishna is saying and krishna nam is non different from krishna the nam and the nami are the same only one difference nam is more merciful more kindly disposed than the named so this way mahabhu seeks to awaken faith in in krishna sankirtan as the only way hari nam hari nam hari nam evo kevalam kolo nasteva 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 gatyanyata this is the basic idea of faith and krishna has given it in gita as sharanagati become surrendered to me follow no other path serve no other god no other goddess unless it is of course in relation to me me alone this sense when this dawns in the jiva simply by worshiping krishna alone no other activity is necessary for me to perfect my life one who feels like this due to good company good association he or she can tread the, the path of of bhakti and so many troubles of other paths so many of the rules and regulations of uh, uh, for that govern um religious life they can be superseded transcended one can make one's life very easy mahabhur cites so many glories of krishna nam chetadarpanam arjunam of nam sankirtan baba mahadavagani nirvapanam these things these two have been and discussed to some extent in the second verse of shikshastakam in the first verse they're given in like uh, in a cryptic way and um, baba manha second verse and third verse cheto dapanamarjun some cleansing of the heart is necessary there is krishna nam he says is is very um merciful krishna comes in many forms nam namokari bahuda many forms and there are many desires mahaprabhu said so the lord is coming in many has many names so according to our heart's desire once it's cleansed and we know what we are at least we know we are not matter we are spirit proportionately we can fly as high in the sky of our spiritual prospect as we like according to desire love krishna mabu said do your own thing but know what you are you're not matter so you're 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 different from matter so many possibilities then uh lie ahead for you with this understanding <clears throat> many names and nijasarva shakti he is concerned with primary names of god not secondary names the primary names need a sarva shakti it means that all his shakti is present there it means also names in which the lord 
is described in relation to his devotees. The interaction between the Lord and his Swarup Shakti. Mahaprabhu speaking like this then says, oh, these names, uh, there are many, they are powerful, and chanting the names, anyone can do anywhere, anytime, anyplace. So this is a, a thesis he's giving and trumpeting the glories of Krishna Nam. Uh, and then he gives the antithesis. Thesis, antithesis. What is the antithesis? Duddhaivam. I am very unfortunate. Nanu Raga. I have no interest in it. This is such a great thing, so glorious, so accessible. It just completely overshadows any other um, occupation in life. Any other uh, path, any other sadhan, any other sadhya, any other practice, any other goal. So I should be very interested in that, but I have no attraction for it whatsoever. Of course, Mahaprabhu is, is expressing the natural uh, result of actually having attraction. Uh, if we um, actually advance in love of Krishna, then we'll feel that we have no love of Krishna. He said, Naprema Gandhosti Hara, what is it? Naprema Gandhosti Harapi, Tarapi Me Haro. I have not a cent of love of God in me. If I did, I would have died a long time ago. But I'm no, I haven't died. I'm continuing to maintain my insect-like life. I spilt, I'm spending time on eating and sleeping and these things. We're spending time on so many other things. Mahaprabhu said, if I really loved Krishna, how could I be spending time on these things? How could I live, he said, in his separation? So this is the natural feeling of one who comes with, with uh, uh, the experience of the finite coming close to the infinite. It will feel very finite, very small, very insignificant. But for us, as sadhakas, it's a little different. We actually have no attraction. We have no taste, and there's a reason for that. And that is that so many other things are in our heart. So we talked about so many types of um, anarthas and how pratishta is the source of all anarthas. So, and this pratishta means uh, desire for self-aggrandizement. This is the very um, antithesis, in one sense, of, of Krishna consciousness. Krishna is worthy of all attention. We only become worthy of attention. Uh, with regard to our emphasizing this point, Mahatma is one who, great soul means who glorifies Krishna. Krishna is the great soul. He is the one, we are the many. When we glorify him, then we become glorious. So Pratishta is very un unbecoming. The root of all Hari Bhakti Vilas has the root of all anarthas, unwanted, unnecessary things, all the problems uh, getting in the way of our having 
are being able to take advantage of such a wonderful dispensation, Krishna Sankirtan. So the the the, the uh, thesis, the antithesis, and the synthesis comes. What to do then? Path is great; it is easy. I should take it immediately and wholeheartedly, exclusively. But I am not interested in it at all. Maybe I'm interested into in it in it intellectually, but I have no feeling for it. So what to do? Mahaprabhu says, there's only one thing to do, if that's the situation. You must become humble, understand your position, then you must become very humble. He gave these four things. Think like this, adopt these things, and chant Krishna Nam. And if you adopt these four things, then your bhajan can become uh, nishta, from anishta to nishta, from unsteady to steady. And this is the beginning then of Baba Mahadavagani, Nirvapanam. The full uh, measure of this, of course, is that by chanting Krishna Nam, one can get liberation. In Rupa Goswami's developmental uh, stages of bhakti, given in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, that we are speaking about in relation to Shikshastakam. <clears throat> the full idea of liberation from the conflagration, the great uh, uh, forest fire of material existence, uh, comes a little later in Bhava. But the real beginning of this is in Nishta, when the primary things that are um, holding us to material existence are retired. Lust and greed. Because this is the real, uh, tangible, visible, uh, in, in, a, in a notable way, beginning. Practically, at this point, um, what may be uh, hindrances may be there, are not able to uh, override or uh, obscure our practice. It becomes steady. And from this kind of steady practice, then, um, something something begin, something positive uh, it begins to take place in our life these are all all these stages are development of of shraddha really development of faith it's all about faith in the language of pujapadchidamars is a world of faith just like there's a world of doubt and that we have could have no doubt about yeah, we are here questioning questioning So as there's a world of doubt, it's a tangible uh, experience, a plane of experience. So there's a realm, a plane of uh, of faith, no doubt. This is 
the homeland. At home, home is uh, the heartland. In, 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 when we move according to our heart, then intelligence and the mental system is shut down to some extent. Or it becomes subordinate to the heart. In material existence, um, uh, it is thought that to move according to the heart is a problem. Better to move according to reason. Because if we just follow our heart, oh, then there could be so many problems. Young man falls in love with a young girl, it can be a problem. We will reason with them, this is not a good match. But that reasoning will fall on deaf ears. In fact, it will serve to inflame only that uh, sentiment of the heart. So, this is a problem. So we're, we're taught to, to move according to reason. But moving according to reason is not really a solution either. That's not a happy life. That is to proceed with caution. We have a sense that moving according to the heart, that is closer to my ideal and to what reality must be about. And it is, of course. But first we have to get some good intelligence. Purify our heart. And then as the heart comes out, gradually reason can be retired. In Nishta Bhakti, to a large extent, our Bhakti is guided by intelligence. Bhagavat says, Nashta Prayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavati Sevaya. To study Bhagavatam, that takes some intelligence. It is, um, what is it? Gurdu Prana says. Artoyam Brahma Sutranam. So Brahma Sutra, that is not um, <coughs> easy book to study. Here Vyasa has taken all of the scriptures and which are so, uh, such a, it's such a vast and voluminous body of uh, uh, literature, so many statements uh, going in apparently so many different directions. Scholars have studied and think, oh, the Vedas are talking about so many things. Well, there's no particular thing, so many different things. But Vyasa has tried to show that all is saying the same thing, actually. It's all coming to the same point. Hmm? And that same point, what is that point? He has shown in Brahma Sutra, but that is difficult to understand, even his commentary, or his Brahma Sutra. He's tried to show in Brahma Sutra, but so many people have misinterpreted that. So Bhagavatam has come, Srimad Bhagavatam, Arto Yom Brahma Sutranam, Guru Purana, Trumpets, the Glories of Srimad Bhagavatam. It is a natural commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam. Excuse me, it is a natural commentary on Vedanta Sutra, the Brahma Sutra of Vyas, written in his maturity. So, it is a big undertaking. Hmm? Of course, Bhagavatam is sweeter than Vedanta Sutra. The meaning of Vedanta Sutra, the meaning of all the revealed scriptures, what they are all pointing to, leading to, 
is found in Srimad Bhagavatam. And of course it ends with a nice statement. What is that? The final statement of Srimad Bhagavatam. Vyas tells us, just perform Namsan Kirtan. So it all comes to one word. Hmm? All the words of the Veda come to one word. This word, Krishna, Krishna. Bhagavatam is about Krishna, about the heart of Krishna. About the, about, to know about Krishna, the heart of Krishna, we have to know about Radha. Oh, all the Vedas, all the sounds coming to this. But to study that, even Bhagavatam requires um, exercise of our intellect. But it's been very much softened and sweetened in comparison to the Brahma Sutras themselves. It is a book of poetry, poetry, actually, Srimad Bhagavatam. And that is, of course, the appropriate language to describe the love life of God in poetry. To really understand that, you have to become a rasika, babuka, an emotionalist, uh, sentimentalist. It's, it's understood with feeling. In reality, feeling is the final word. Even in material life, where feeling is a problem, it nonetheless tends to rule. We say, I know, but. Yes, I know, but. I feel like this, and I'm doing this. <laughs> Again, that can be a problem. But that ultimately, if we get good, good intelligence, good guidance, and find out what the possibilities of the heart are, then we should come again to that point. I feel like this. I know this is best, even. Anupam told, I know this is best. In consultation with Rupa and Sanatan, worship Radha Govinda. But I feel like this. What did Mahaprabhu say about that? And how did Anupam feel? I feel like I love Ram. That is my feeling. And I can't sleep all night at the thought of giving up that for the service of Radha Govinda. Although I cannot... Objectively, what you say is maybe true. I feel like this. Mahaprabhu said, oh, glorious is that devotee who will not give up his Lord, and glorious is that Lord who will not give up his devotee. So, Nishta Bhakti largely is ruled by intellect. Bhagavatam says about it, Nasta Praeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. We should uh, hear, uh, study Bhagavatam regularly, and it's Commentary and Vedanta Sutra requires some intelligence. This kind of bhakti, one's intelligence is uh, fully engaged, fixed. But as we come to the next shloka of Mahaprabhu now, the heart starts to come out. This is the beginning of Shreya Kairava Chandrika Avataranam. The third cryptic statement in the first verse of Shikshastakam played out now in fourth, uh, fifth and sixth, beginning in this, this fourth verse, something positive. Now the heart begins to rise and intellect becomes secondary. One gets a new kind of rationale, a new kind of intellect. 
Mahaprabhu quoted the fourth, the third verse. He explained it. He encouraged us to, to, to chant with a humble state of mind, tolerant, like the tree, expecting no honor for oneself, offering honor to others. Thinking in this way, speaking in this way, he says what? E mata hana e Krishna nam lai se Krishna charane tangra prema upajai One chants the holy name in this manner, he will revive his uh, love of Krishna will awaken. Love for Krishna's lotus feet will awaken in his heart. Kohite kohite prabhur doinyo bodila shuddha bhakti Krishna Thani Mugite Lagila. As Mahaprabhu spoke in this way, Dainya, great humility swelled up inside of his heart. It increased. Shuddha Bhakti Krishna Thani Mugite Lagila. Began to speak about Shuddha Bhakti. Premira Swabhav Jahan Premira Sambandha. Same on a Krishna monahi premaghanda. Wherever there is uh, love of God, it is uh, the symptom is the that, 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 that one does not think himself to be a devotee. One thinks he has no love. In this, uh, feeling like this, Mahaprabhu then said, Nadanam, Najanam, Nasundarim, Kovitam, Bad, Yogadisha, Kamaye, Mama, Janmani, Janmanishvare, Pavatad Bhakti, Ahai Tukitvai. So his heart is starting to come out. Something, much of the negative has been removed, and something positive is coming. Still, it is described in a negative way. As we've discussed many times, Upanishads say, one who says, I know Brahman, does not know Brahman. One who says, I don't know Brahman, he knows Brahman. In the language of Pujapad Sridharmarsh, then our progress is measured and spoken of in a negative way, largely. So Mahaprabhu was speaking about actually having taste for Krishna Previously now, it has been medicine. We have no attraction, no appetite. It is the full meal, the full spiritual theistic meal. It can, it is some kirtana. It can completely satisfy us. We cannot even imagine the extent to which it can take over our life. We will be like a leaf in the, in the wind only. This is a little bit disconcerting. We are accustomed to wanting to have uh, a handle on things, a grip on things. This Christian nun will take us and, uh, and change our life, like from ice to water. Hmm? Such a transformation. What possibility lies ahead for us? We'll be like a child only. In a world of unlimited possibilities, and unlimited affection, we are affection-seeking 
by nature, love-seeking, joy-seeking. The kind of joy there, and of course he's, we're coming to that also, but we cannot imagine. Mahaprabhu has not said, Mahaprabhu says, Nadanam, Nadanam, Nasundarim. Satchakori Magiyami, Sukho Mal Pran. Tavopriti Bine Nahi, Natchahi Bhavana. We should pray like this. Satchakori Magiyami, Sukho Mal Pran. With a soft heart, if we can really say, Nadanam, Nadanam, Nasundarim, Kobita. I don't want anything else, Prabhu. Only love for you. If I can honestly say that, someday, how my life will be. This is the beginning of real success. Nadanam, Nadanam. I don't want any mm, wealth. It means also he has no interest in uh, religious life. His interest has gone far beyond that. Nadanam. Dhanam means wealth, and uh, wealth is a product of of dharma, really, religious life. I'm not interested in this. What what can be had by uh, material acquisition, either here or in heaven? I have no interest in this. Nadanam. Nadanam. Hmm. Neither I'm interested in in speaking in such a way that people like me have no concern for that. If we're concerned to speak only in such a way that people will like us, that will be a problem. Better to be a, a, a plain speaker. <clears throat> Shudamars, whose day of disappearance we're uh, commemorating and celebrating today, like to think of himself as a plain speaker. He told me once, therefore, I, most of my life I've lived alone. So, that's very comforting, actually. If we can have that kind of spirit to speak the plain truth, then we'll have the company of Bhagawan. We may appear to be alone in this world, largely, but we're in a very small group, but we'll be connected to the larger group. Nadanam. Nanjanam. Nanjanam means also pratishta. We want to have some, some followers. This is a huge uh, obstacle for us. Mahaprabhu is saying, this is gone now. Nanjanam. Nanjanam. Again, he's speaking about his um, attainment in a, in a negative way. I have no desire for wealth, followers. Nanjanam, Nanjanam, Sundarim, Kovita. This has been explained in different ways, but um, one way to understand, I have no interest in beautiful uh, poetry. That is an interesting thought. Interesting uh, in many respects. Shankar was very, um, and Gyanmarg, following his wake, is very fond of the study of words. And um, driving meanings from them. What is that statement, Pajagovindam, in the beginning? Uh, one of Shankar's famous poems. He says, Bajagovinda, Bajagovinda, Mudhamute. Then. I remember the translation. Don't waste your time in. 
Very good. And all these things. So in one sense, Mahaprabhu was saying uh, that um, I have no interest in this. Hmm? He's also saying I have no, and that means no interest in in in, in mukti. And that is stated positively in, in, in the latter part of the sloka. Mama janmani janmani bhakti He's giving the marginal and the uh, tatasta lakshan and sarup lakshan of ruchi bhakti. It is without these things, without any desire for wealth, followers, beautiful poetry, uh, learning for its own sake. There are, uh, of course, uh, the literate sector, the highly educated, and uh, who have some scour for the arts, music, drama, and poetry in our society and in during the time of Mahaprabhu, of course, as well. This is the upper rim of the society, high-class people going to the opera. We will just play the golden oldies or something. <laughs> and other people will have this uh, taste for the opera. <laughs> and uh, uh, it is uh, was thought in the time of Mahabharu and previously also, that such people who had sung scar for the arts and drama, practically they were spiritual. Practically through such arts, and they experienced an, an, an altered state that was analogous or similar to Brahman. They came outside of their seat in the theater and entered into the, 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 the world of motion of the drama and the, the experience was uh, something like Brahman. Goswami frowned on this, although borrowing wholly, uh, entirely from the structure of uh, Indian aesthetics to explain uh, love of God, the very term rasa. Of course, it comes from Upanishads, rasa vaisaha. The complex language of love used by Rupa Goswami came from secular Ras Shastra. But he, they had no interest in that. He, Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, Jiva Goswami. Uh, I don't want to say... Uh, they were sophisticated people, cultured people, actually. When Rupa Goswami came to Puri to meet with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, <coughs> He had begun composing a drama about Krishna. At Satyabhamapur, a beautiful goddess appeared in a dream. Satyabhama herself. Satyabhama is Radha's expansion in Dwarkalila. She said to him, write a separate drama about me. So Rupa Goswami thought, Satyabhama has asked me to write a separate drama. Maybe I should divide this into two, the Brajalila and the Madhura Dwarkalila. He arrived in Puri. He came to residence at the place of Haridas Thakur. Mahaprabhu came to visit him and wanted to showcase him to all of his uh, associates. One day he told him, 
Krishna never leaves Vrindavan. He never sets foot outside of Vrindavan. Walked away. Rupa Goswami could understand. Mahaprabhu is confirming, confirming the statement in my dream of Satyavama. I should not take Krishna out of Vrindavan. Brajananda Krishna is always in Vrindavan, even if it appears not to be. That's why the inhabitants never leave. Even though Krishna appears to leave, they stay. Of course, they're in their expansion. They may go to Kurukshetra to meet him. But as he never leaves, they stay. Aradhya Bhagavan Brajeshatana Yastra Dhamma